Tyson Walker, AJ Dennis, and Kerr Tang do the absolute opposite of what everyone is hoping for from Ross Ells, Scotty Hazleton, and Jay Johnson. Alas, you're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined the man by the man who curs the tang, Kevin Gregg, and the guy who AJ's the dentist, Alex Plum. Wow. I'm, wow. You're disgusting, Michael Jones. Disgusting. I'm so happy wow. I didn't read any of the cold opens this I don't week. even know what that means. <laughs> Uh, I all right. I need to get fuck. I'm gonna drink already. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, and a boy. After all basketball right, season drinking. How uh how was the week? How was the week? How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? What's good? I don't know. I had a lovely Saturday. I can't what were we doing on Saturday night? Were we doing something, Craig? I, I was remember. um bored. Time? I know that. Uh, <laughs> I, I think there was small talk involved i think i i did one of those if you guys have done this thing in social situations where you excuse yourself to the bathroom just to like think of like a series <laughs> of conversation topics so you can go back to that horrible conversation and just like roll through those and then re-excuse yourself to the bathroom to think of like five more. more i will say what surprised me the most from my friends who did talk to you at the party was they said, wow, your co-host, your co-host, co-host podcast co-host. friend is so like engaging. And I was like, yeah, I thought that. So I'm like, well, what happened to him? This isn't, this isn't him. This Wait, isn't you him. got the Greg who met Ali out in Seattle? Literally. Yes. We, we got the like every, every. The stars have aligned. Uh, and the cocaine is out. <laughs> Literally, cocaine bear was at the house, which is fine, but something needed to be. Good night. But you know, you were great. Wow, wildly popular. People oh, liked you. Oh, it was fun to be out. It was fun to. It was fun to be seen. It was fun to see. Uh, it was good to. It was good to to reconnect. This with was those, for of course with Alex Plum's forty uh, first birthday. Twenty sixth birthday. Neither number is right, but who cares? (laughs) I also met some people that claimed, claimed that they had already, like, identified me by my voice, and it was troubling. Uh, Yeah. It was very troubling that someone that has listened to the podcast is now meeting me for the first time, and that, like, there's the... The two ends never meet. It's like when you look up a picture of Terry Gross, and you're like, that's not that's not terry gross you know or whatever any of those personalities um is there anything you want to say to those folks uh i because i felt so uh self-conscious about it i neglected to talk to those people for the rest of the (laughs) evening and then when they announced that they were leaving i was like i have major guilt over not (laughs) finding the moment (laughs) i'm to talk uh, and that is like true, actual emotional guilt that I have felt for the rest of the weekend. So my apologies. <laughs> They're going to love that. <laughs> Did you know Terry Gross is 4'11"? Oh, I believe it. She's teeny. 
teeny yeah. tiny. She's a little pocket penny penny pocket. Is that what it was? That's called? why she wants to have just audio only conversations because she's not big. Otherwise, she's gonna like, have to shout up at somebody. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. <laughs> Uh, she looks exactly how I imagine she looks actually, but just much smaller apparently. Anyway, no one cares about our, uh, Terry gross love, uh, on, on this podcast, but I'm not sure um, she even does fresh air, by the way. It seems like it's David being coolly every day. He really has been on there a lot recently. Yes. And he's Maybe like, I'm David being well. coolly for Terry gross. And that's it. It's all you ever get. So I don't she's know. She's 72. like, I mean, NPR emeritus. I don't know what she is anymore. Well, I hope she's okay. Yeah, uh, she's probably doing great. She's a treasure. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, thank you uh, uh, for joining us on Can't Read, Can't Write, Can Listen to Terry Gross. Uh, if we could ask a small favor, please share the pot with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SpartanScorePod. <sighs> Gentlemen, we actually have a bit of a packed show. Uh, going in, I was like, what are we... What do we got going on? But we do have a number of things to chat about. So should we start with the high school boys? Yeah. yeah. Well, right. well, actually, I just finished watching this week's episode of Succession, and that's all I want to talk about on the planet. So <laughs> pivot the podcast. Succession uh, <clears throat> podcast is now. I'm the only one that's actually watched this episode. I am the host now. You guys got to go. Uh, this is all I'm the talking captain. about for the next three hours. Look at me. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so we uh, we had some some football media availability this past week. Uh, we got to hear from a number of players: Jade Mangum, Tyneel Hopper, Dylan Tatum, uh, and we also heard from uh, Coach Cap, uh, the offensive line coach, and of course head coach Mel Tucker. Um, I, you guys obviously studied this tape extensively. Um, highlights: uh, no spring game, at least. You know, we're going to continue on with the practice format. Yeah, um, great. It sounds like there will be a f- decent amount of uh, scrimmage, but still going to be largely a practice format. Um, other updates, no Kari Crump update, which means that he's still off the team uh, or s- suspended indefinitely. Um, and that's kind of the highlights yeah um you can consume <laughs> hours of media and it can be distilled down to that yeah uh 30 minutes of mel tucker and said it's gonna be a beautiful day for football uh there, there i mean there's some interesting stuff there but nothing that's noteworthy or reportable um we also heard from coach kapilovic again the head the, uh, the offensive line coach um Notably, just after he talked, I believe Gavin Brocious tweeted out that his leg had been wholly destroyed. Um, and so we went from those nine offensive linemen or 19, I'm sorry, 19 offensive linemen down to 18. Oh, Tucker did say they're a little bit shot a uh, short on defensive line. That was when I get when I see these updates, I just picture the doomsday clock going like dum dum. And then it like ticks <clears throat> down one. Yeah. That's yeah. how I feel about the football program right now with these updates. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Uh, Tino Hopper is, uh, for those that name may not be familiar to everyone, uh, he is the Boise State transfer um, and looks to be an early contributor at the tight end position. Uh, was a very successful tight end at Boise State. Uh, 
and should be able to bring a lot of uh, a much higher level blocking prowess than um, we had out of uh, some of the some of the guys that have since moved on from the program. Um, great. Dylan Tatum's going to play cornerback full time. That's great too. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, riveting stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about fresh blood. Fresh yeah. blood. Fresh blood. Fresh blood. Uh, the blood that we sacrificed at the altar or Uh-oh. incoming? Coaches incoming. They're gone. All right. Okay. Uh, so we received a commitment. Um, Greg, how would you describe this commit? Uh, how many stars is he? Three. Trash Three. recruit. Trash recruit. Trash recruit. Um, okay. So my man, Andrew Dennis, also known as the AJ, uh, has committed. Uh, Pure Group, Air Force, Akron, Baylor, Boston College, uh, Cincy, Harvard, Harvard, man. Wow. Minnesota, Missouri. Illinois. Wisconsin was no. not offering. There was, there's just that Wisconsin not offering. <laughs> Relevant. Thank you, 24-7, for that. Um, Yeah. Another O-line from Mount Pleasant. Yeah, 6'5", 275. He's got some weight to put on. Um, at least another 200 pounds, probably. Interesting fact, though. Uh, up until very recently, he played a lot of hockey, um, which is not a crossover sport that you see too often. So mm-hmm. um, you have to feel relatively good about the probably the athleticism that he's bringing. Uh-huh. Um with that and, and the stability and the, um, the legs, but, um, anyway, uh, weird pop over, I pop up. I just got Andrew Dennis. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Um, this is probably a really solid depth piece. Uh, 17th rank, I guess I'll just say 17th rank commit in, uh, the state of Michigan, um, 13th per the composite number and 719 overall in the nation. So, and then we had two recruits for whom the angel of death did not pass over. Oh, these are uh, recruiting uh, uh, staffers. Yeah, staff. Better, staffers. even better, even better. Coaches that are leaving the program or leadership staff leaving the program. If only others would take a hint. Yeah, so Jensen Gebhardt, uh, who was Saeed Khalif's, uh, Saeed Khalif brought him with him. From, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin, and then Thomas Wilcher, uh, who was from Cast Tech, um, and was in charge of community relations or something like that. His job was to bring kids from uh, Detroit to the program. Well, he brought Jalen Thompson, and so for that, we thank you for your service. Um, but uh, uh, Thomas Wilcher is also out. Um, but you know, these are positions that have turnover. Uh, so I, you know, it's I'm not fretting about it one way or another and when the head of recruiting goes as as anyone in the corporate world knows the rest of the staff so too shall follow in most cases indeed uh much more to talk about next week after the spring game uh which is on april 15th and uh should be 75 and sunny in east lansing the tomazo run walk is ending in spartan stadium right before the practice yeah, reach out. Anyone that's going to be going to the game, I'll be there. Uh, Plum will not. It's too good for it. Uh, but reach out if uh, if anyone's interested in uh, crossing paths. We'll see if we can facilitate that. It'd be a good time. There's no on on campus tailgating though, which is a bummer. 
why can't they just opportunity missed opportunity alan we know you're listening what are you doing he's busy this week but when he catches up shameful yeah we're really disappointed uh all right let's chat hoops because uh big news because we buried the lead (laughs) yeah <laughs> the uh <clears throat> the biggest news of the week is that Tyson Walker is coming back for his fifth year of eligibility exercising his covid year. Um I checked the Twitter profiles of Jaden Akins and Jeremy Fears more than a normal person should today hoping to see some expression of excitement from them. The kids aren't on Twitter, Michael. It's true. And they are. They are. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about first. Uh, obviously, Michigan State brings back an experienced, capable, um, dynamic shooting guard that is a two way player. Like, I, there's no way in which that's not a net positive, unless it's not. Um, it's a net positive. I'm not interested in pretending that it's not a net positive. This is, this is ridiculous. Like he was, he shot almost 50% from three in conference games this year. Like, come on, come on. I'm not small volume. either. 8.7%, 37 for 76. Wow. Wild and played very, very well on defense. And in days that AJ Hogard forgot that he was meant to play basketball, uh, basically took all of the important <laughs> shots at the ends of games. So, yeah, like, I I understand that we all are on eggshells about the transfer portal and the freshmen, but bro, this is a massive asset to this team in a yeah. year that a lot could come together. Yeah, and I was I was also looking at. Um... Because I, I do know there's the, the conversation about, you know, maybe Jaden Akins wants to be featured a little bit more, um, wants to play a little bit more of the ball in his hands, all that other good stuff. Um, and hey, for a, a guy who has the athleticism to play in the league, like, I, you know, that, that's fair. Like, it, it's, and in normal times, this would be his time. Like mm-hmm. people wouldn't have this extra year to make the decision, right? So it's not unreasonable for Jaden Akins to feel a certain way, if that indeed is the case. But I was looking at the usage numbers for Michigan State over from February first to the end of the season, um, and in that time, Tyson Walker's usage was twenty two point four percent to I think Jaden Akins was an eighteen point six. I mean, that's not like small. Jade Nakin's usage in the last couple months was about the same as Joey Hauser's. Yeah. And no mm-hmm. one's saying that Joey Hauser wasn't a really important part of this team. Yeah. Like, that's plenty to make a name for yourself, you know, get on up to the league. Like, that is a big, substantial role on a college basketball team. And this doesn't stop him from starting. If we're focused on Aikens, like I would expect Aikens to play the three starting next year. I, I, I would say this was asked of, of, uh, 
of the the fireball sommelier himself uh, on this podcast a couple weeks ago, but I would I would expect when the Big Ten season comes around, it's Tyson Walker, AJ Hogard, Aikens, Booker, Sissoko as your starting five. Mm. That's my bet. Something mm. like that, and you can have a big role in that lineup if you're Aikens, and it gives us more opportunity to sort of play around with the guards generally so like well into february which we saw two seasons ago how exciting that was without any firm clear sense of identity or rotation yeah if malik hall comes back i am uh, we need to preemptively stage an intervention for tom Izzo. yeah uh like man you can screw around all you want in november and december but please, but come the new year, please. You need, you need to have you need to dial in some combinations. If there's anyone that should be bothered by this, it's Trey Holloman. Like, really, these are Trey Holloman's minutes that are being taken. Yeah. Which I mean, I, I would be, I would understand if Trey Holloman left. Though, interestingly, Trey Holloman is the one who was retweeting uh, right. that uh, that he was coming back. Um, well, he was the only one getting any minutes. I mean, of most of those guys, at least the end of the season, yeah. end of March. So, um, I don't know. I, I, do you think that this, that a, a return like this amplifies the expectations for next year's team? Absolutely. It does. Absolutely. 100%. It should. It has to. I mean, the thing is, uh, the loss of Joey Hauser is going to create a enormous gap. Um, wet hay three season has come to a close and we do not have we'll anyone always, always have that to remember if we will, but we, no one is that productive. And until someone figures out how to be that productive, that's going to be an enormous gap because he got us out of some tight spots uh, consistently throughout the season. Yeah. Maybe Malik can find his mojo again. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're still waiting on an announcement if Malik will be returning, but uh, that would put Tom Izzo at 12 legitimate scholarship players. Yeah. Uh, what a delight to use all of your resources in the game of basketball. Boy, that would be crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> crazy. <clears throat> I want to talk uh, about something crazy. Yeah. Pom, what's on your mind? Crazy. Um, no. No? No. All right. Well, are you crazy? It was plenty bad when Plum did it. <laughs> uh, just wanted to sit there. I just wanted yeah. to sit in it. I wanted him yep. to really just sit in his mess. Yep. Uh, it was bad <clears throat> enough when Plum did it, and then you just ruined it. <laughs> A real ruiner. Ker Tang. Six four, hundred and eighty-five pounds out of Haverhill, Massachusetts. Shooting guard, four-star, delicious, tasty, delicious tang. Tang. <laughs> Remind me to tell you what tang means in Chuki's language later on. I will not. Uh, I do not want to know. No. Uh, but so Kurtang, uh, 39th player nationally. I'm uh, sorry, 37th by the composite. Number eight shooting guard. Number one player in the state of Massachusetts. 
Um, the offer list was um, the Rutger first and foremost. I think the perception was it was us or the Rutger for the most part. Yeah, am I wrong? Which in is that? to mean that it was us. Us. Yeah, so we always knew. Uh, he didn't take kindly to the way that Rutgers handled uh, a certain uh, game scheduling situation this mm-hmm. year, and that mm-hmm. was his deciding factor. He Good for him. Me in confidence. Good for him. Uh, but we've also got uh, Auburn, Iowa, Miami, Seton Hall, uh, Texas A&M. You know, those would be uh, programs that I would at least... Temple, Michael. Like I said, those are programs that I, Temple. Would, I, would, I would respect. Wow. Um, the uh, So what, uh, folks who may be interested in what Kurtang's uh, game is like, um, I think... From from what I've been able to to see, it, he reminds me a bit of Josh Langford. Oh, so for those who are long to you enthusiasts, uh, the Kurtang is going to be a really great fit at Michigan State. <laughs> he actually uh, spoke about how the offense that they run uh, for his team is similar to Michigan state's and that he's coming down off of coming up off of pin downs, um, taking mid mid range shots, uh, really great off the cat catch, not so much off the dribble in terms of his shooting. Um, so there's some Langford esque. Uh, Josh Langford wasn't six, four though. Was he? No, Josh, that, he that's what was. separates Josh Langford being a yeah. McDonald's all American versus. He was the the measurables on Josh Langford. Yeah, I think he was like six six at least. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is Josh Langford yeah. had, but in terms of their game, wait, was he? I thought he was short. No, nah. huh? No, he had he had the he had the measurables as as I recall. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Anyway, it, this this is undeniably a good pickup though. Uh, kid cares about defense. Uh, you know, you could throw the OKG label on him. Uh, you know, cares about rebounding, cares about toughness. Like he's ah, so it's like it's a truly like they found the anti Pierre Brooks is what I'm hearing in sort of your description there. I look. He's also six four one eighty five. Uh, not that's not really the anti. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he is bit like if you look at pictures, he's built. Uh, I mm. will I will say that. But yeah. look uh, for those you know. For anyone who still has some Rutgers hate in their heart, uh, or or poo pooing, I guess is a better way of saying it. Hate in no. the heart towards Rutger is right. Lean but in poo- on the hatred, Michael. But poo pooing of the program, as in they're not sure. good. No, it is undeniable that uh, uh, old SP uh, mm-hmm. won't move a game for Michigan State. SP mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. has built an identity around toughness at Rutger. Uh, and playing good defense. And so if yep. you're coming down to between you and Rutger, there's clearly an ethic and ethos about your program that is speaking to him around toughness in the defensive side of the ball. Uh, yep. So like I, I look at that as a peer group, as a compliment uh, for, as the, we look at folks, we want to build, continue to build uh, the program around. Yeah. So Never thought I'd say nice things about Rutgers. 
Well, now let's say more nice things about gymnastics because this program continues to wow and dazzle. Delaney Harkness and Gabby Steven are headed to nationals uh, representing the old green and white. Delaney on the floor, floor routine, Gabby on the beam. Both had standout seasons um, for the Spartans this year, uh, which the team itself was nary but uh what were we what did we come in we were one one place shy of getting the uh bid from uh the from the regional into the nationals correct you have to right? you have to finish in the top half in the regional right that's right yep. Third place. yep that's right yep so anyway rooting for them rooting for delaney harkness and gabby steven and uh i mean bring home some uh, hardware ladies and continue to make this gymnastics program shine like a diamond. Uh, I, uh, I didn't read this Graham couch article though, on the ages of some of, uh, the hires across our athletic department, Alan Haller really leaning into some youth, hopefully not in a creepy way. Yeah, it was, it was around hiring of, uh, Robin Freilich and, uh, I, I think, Graham has done a really good job with that hire in terms of covering it. Um, the, but it, talking about the the fraternity, if you will, of of the the new coaching hires that they're all generally speaking in the same age ish range as each other. Uh, You're talking about millennials, they, like older millennials or younger Gen Xers. Both. I mean, I guess you know. Uh, low forties, upper thirties, you know, with, with young families, the being able to, um, I think Robin Freilich, uh, reached out to, why is her name escaping me? The new, uh, volleyball coach, mm-hmm. uh, about, a like, what's it like in East Lansing? You know, is this a good place for your kids? Like, is this somewhere I want to uproot my family to? And, you know, there's a halfway decent chance. I, I hope anyway, that more than one of these coaches works out. And that you, so you're you're bringing in a relatively speaking youthful generation of tenure that hopefully yeah. sticks at Michigan State and carries along with it uh, some of the um, the ethos and and gets that passed down from Izzo in some ways. So like this is a really I think an ideal situation in that we have uh, a guy who who's getting to make a mark on a on athletics as a whole. Yeah. It's like appointing a judge, right? You know, Uh-oh. you you want someone young and idealistic, so that they that carry the ABA your has said uh, should definitely not be a not person. be a judge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want someone who can read. Generally, I didn't. So. I, did, I didn't see the Supreme Court off Grand River, Michael. Why, why are we talking Whoa. about? We're not off Grand River yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoa. Anyway, uh, check out. Uh, like Graham's obviously a friend of the pod, but we don't plug every single one of the stories, but the, but the we should, that, which he reminds us all the time. The DMS to say, talk about my story are out of control. It gets sad. It does. Times. <laughs> it really does get sad. Like it, it it's not like it, it's, it's when they start adding up over the course of days and weeks yeah. and yeah. they haven't been responded to or viewed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It comes most concerning, but <laughs> we will uh, we'll throw him a bone here. Uh, the the two articles I, I think it's two that he's written on Robin Freilich have been fantastic, and I think uh, 
if you're reading sort of between the lines, speak a lot to what Alan Howard has been doing. Um, and so for that, check him out. Indeed. Uh, should we uh, go off Grand River? Sure. Let's do it. Why yeah. it couldn't hurt. Uh, uh, our guy, Pierre Brooks, yeah. uh, who we've already mentioned, and we should say best of luck to him, of course. I apologize. Uh, lands at Butler, uh, which is a very respectable <laughs> Yes, it's it's great. I, I mean, he gets another coach that's uh, of a high caliber, mm-hmm. that Mata, that may or may not be able to get. And uh, there's minutes to be had there. They had a lot of turnover. So Pierre Brooks can shoot with volume. <laughs> the volume, indeed. Um, hey, did you guys hear about that Oklahoma swatting situation? Now, that was very regrettable. Um, what did someone say? This is why you don't tweet off what you hear on the police scanner. I thought that was probably true on the one hand, but on the second hand, like having happened so quickly after Michigan State, it's hard not to think that that was going to get out anyway, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the conclusion you draw from that. Oh, I think it's more that tweeting out the police scanner, right? Like, uh, because the the critique would have been, of, the say, con- yeah, okay, the context, Chris, like Chris Solari. Uh, was retweeting people tweeting the the police scanner during MSU's um, shooting, which, I mean, all of us, probably most of our listeners, were listening we to that scanner. To it. Yeah. And we were, it yeah. was all wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it was terrifying, and so you're amplifying terror, and that leads probably to more people calling in to the, to the police, which, you know, so... Yeah. Um, I, but I also think it's easy for, it was Chris Vanini who tweeted it, um, mm. who tweeted that comment, but I, I also think it's really easy to say, you know, in, in fairness, like, uh, I, I don't, I question Chris Solari tweeting that stuff out, but random Joes and Schmoes who maybe are, uh, with best of intent trying to help and inform folks who are in their circle and around in the area, like I'm. I'm going to try and use judgment or extend the best view possible onto the actions. What I try to tell people now, having gone through it is if you find yourself in that situation, you will want to listen to the police scanner, but it is not fully reliable. Yeah. You won't be able to resist the urge. You'll just need information at that time. It'll be the only thing available to you. Yep. But, you have to just try to remember that everything that goes through that is accurate. Well, and we remember this. I mean, we remember this just in the paralyzing reality. I mean, I just remember feeling so angry the whole time at the number of false calls and wild goose chases that the police on the Michigan state campus were led on as a result of that scanner traffic, as a result of people's terror and fear and helplessness. And anyway, but I remember you and I listening to it, Plum, when we were on the phone, and at one point in time, one of the officers had called in saying that they had heard shots fired in the building. Right. Yep. And 
that that being the acre situation i think was primarily the the biggest outcome of the police scanner listening um I mean, anyway. those those situations are chaos. They're like, yep, truly they are. they are chaos, and you will just be part of that chaos by listening to the police scanner. So it's yep. tremendously difficult to resist it, but resist I, it I you tried, must. I yeah, I try to raise awareness of of that when people ask me about looking just, through one of those situations. I also found myself I um I made it. My previous role at my company, I was a recruiter, and I recruited a couple of people who both were went to OU and mm. were, you know, as fanatical about their sports as as we are about ours, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was ingrained in their identity, and and like I found myself that night before we knew that it was a swatting. And for those who don't know, swatting means a a false report that's intended to elicit a a large police reaction. Um. But I found myself trying to write a note to him and just be like, I, I know how you feel. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know that we, uh, I, I don't know if we're going to see more of this or less of it or what, but it, um, it, what, what makes it so I think challenging is that it's so believable that, you know, it, it like, it's just, it's believable that at Oklahoma there's a mass shooting happening. Yeah. Why would you question it? Well, it, with especially with the yeah the overabundance of guns in Oklahoma. I mean, God mm-hmm. knows. And that just makes the swatting all the more serious. Like, yeah, that's right. It perpetuates swatting, and unfortunately, swatting is nothing new and is not going away. No, correct. Yep. Yep. So. Uh. Other bummer news that we're not going to talk about extensively, uh, but we just wanted to uh, maybe acknowledge because I'm sure some folks thought we would talk about it extensively. USA Today ran a story about uh, a young woman who um, was uh, who gave credible allegations of being sexually assaulted by some Michigan football players, um, ultimately took her own life. And. it was a sad story and I, you know, it's upsetting. It's very much worth a read. Um, cause we, we shouldn't ignore these things when they happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know anything else you guys want to add to that. No, it's just, it's just sad. Read it. And just don't date read people. I guess that's probably the most important thing that we can all commit to not doing. Just fucking don't. I don't know why I have to say that. I don't know why. So, but someone hopefully is listening and is like, oh, you're right. I actually shouldn't do that. This isn't, this is just something I shouldn't take advantage of. I might have access to these drugs. I might find myself in a position where I think it isn't going to be a bad thing. It is a bad thing. You shouldn't do it. It's the wrong thing to do. Just don't do things that violate people's liberty and, you know, just get consent. Just my guy. I'm, I can't remember the program now, but some uh, a team's media actually tweeted out their coach wrapping up practice, talking about consent. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that video. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but I, I was, uh, I, I guess, heartened a that that's a point of emphasis in educating young men, um, and that it wasn't that it was actually a really 
pretty nuanced conversation that he was having in a very direct way of like, just if just because something happens in the car doesn't mean something's going to happen in the apartment. Like you, that there was a, a more at a very simple level, but a, a coherent and cogent explanation of what consent means and that it's an ongoing process. Um, and uh, Ole Miss, I would point out, this is why it's important to have leaders in your programs uh, mm. coaching young men wow. with a degree of uh, understanding in these uh, regards and also credibility in these regards as well. And why maybe you might not want to make all of your decisions about winning cynically under any circumstances. God help us. Because you deserve to continue to get dragged for the decisions that you've made. And I will make sure that I continue to drag you for the decisions that you've made to hire Chris Bird, yep. who definitely assaulted his fiance. Who definitely her. does not trust or respect women. Correct. Not in dispute. I don't know that he actually ever disputed it. No. Course, how could he? that it happens. How could he? he? He's saying that it was justified because he was she acting in self-defense. Because she broke his glasses. Uh, all right. So, in sum, uh, Pierre Brooks, DeButler, Chris Beard is the worst. And uh, Should we talk about the Supreme Court off <laughs> Oh my like, god. It's such a bummer. Could we just like have a good old laugh about Clarence? Could we <laughs> Oh the Hitler memorabilia? <laughs> I just don't know if I'm strong enough. Honestly. I just don't know if I'm strong enough. Did you guys uh, know that uh Scalia was on one of these billionaire trips when he died? I didn't <clears throat> know. Yeah, he was yeah, he was. He was hunting somewhere. He was at a hunting lodge. I like I guess I knew that he was somewhere social but like we pay these judges the the taxpayers yeah. of the good of America pay these judges over a quarter million dollars like you don't you don't need a billionaire benefactor to go places on the planet when you're being paid a quarter of a million dollars and your wife's being paid by that billionaire benefactor by the way um, <laughs> It's just wild to me, this story. And it's more wild to me how cynical everyone is to just be like, this is barely even news. Moving on. Uh, What's new? Just Republicans. Again, the Nazi paraphernalia is really what does it for me. What really, I love of all of it, it's the Nazi paraphernalia. Not that he's just like doesn't care and just brazenly accepts obvious gifts from Republican billion that that is it's the Nazi memorabilia that gets you. So there's a, there's a level at which um, it, if you're surprised at this point in time that Clarence Thomas is a piece of shit, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know where you've been living. I redirect you all the way back to Anita Hill. Um, like this is not surprising. And his wife, we can take it back to 2020. Yeah, and the nonsense With that she like none the text of this, messages to Mark Meadow and all that stuff. But there's a there's levels to this, right? Because there's the you have a statue garden filled with deposed dictators, like you have Nazi paraphernalia 
openly displayed in your home. Like there, there's a level at which I don't know. That's fucking weird. Oh, it's, it's and he, but he knows it was weird because he was interviewed about something unrelated to this. And when the subject came up to his <clears throat> signed copy of Mein Kampf, which of course he has, um, he got like visibly uncomfortable. Like my guy, if you're going to collect the shit, then at least answer to that question <laughs> and live into it. Then like go all in because if you are uncomfortable with the fact that you're doing this, then everyone knows you are just an alt-right shit bag. Fuck off. Oh my God. Oh, the, I, I don't know. Like on the one hand, if you stumbled across a, a copy of this, right? Like, there's a degree to which you'd be inclined to burn such an artifact, right? Yes. Destroy it. But it is a historically noteworthy artifact. Who do you call to be like, where's the appropriate place for this? Because you know where it's not? In my in, home. In your personal because collection. That's weird. <laughs> like, it, it reminds me of the... Uh, Plum, you didn't care for this, but uh, Tom Segura got uh, uh, Bert Kreischer the Hitler teacup as a birthday present oh uh, yeah i remember and, this yeah and like it's like actually a really like expensive gift with historical significance so you can't just throw it away but like so what do you do with it and and i know what the answer is at least you don't keep it you don't ever <laughs> ever fucking keep it anyway this i don't know <clears throat> all right so many lessons for our audience from Plum, no date raping. Don't date rape. From Jonesy, no keeping of Nazi paraphernalia. Don't do what it. What an episode we're putting together, you guys. Yeah. What an episode. Oxygen is good. Um. <laughs> Keep breathing. With that, we're going to take your Twitter questions now where we hope First to dispense. First one's going to be like, what do you guys think about Nazi paraphernalia? <laughs> <laughs> well, you As can take usual, it. folks asked and answered. You can I mean, take it. Is, it. It is John Hubbard up first. It so. is. So for Kevin Gregg, man, <laughs> baseball talk last week went on for a while. <laughs> it's like the podcast should be called Can't Read, Can't Write, Can't Listen. Am I right? <laughs> 45 seconds of baseball talk. <laughs> and we got a Twitter question. <laughs> went on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> really tickled Kevin Greg. John's like the the way Too much that of that. has a hard line about Nazi paraphernalia. That that is baseball talk is yeah, that's John it. Hubbard's that's where Nazi they draw the line. And it was about the play clock in particular that we talked yeah. about. Well, don't bring it up now. God, he's we're gonna get another fucking question next week. Uh, next from Dan Hellpepper, who will be at the, uh, Milton Colbert, Colbert of Christie Rooker's coming out of this year's spring game? What? Uh, oh, he's naming like people that players came out that who did well. well. Pl- yeah. Players that blow up in spring games. And Do you think it was supposed to be an or instead of of who will be the Milton Colbert or Christie Rooker's? Christie Rooker's. Yes. Um, so just pick it, uh, Pick a name of someone that you expect to never actually contribute to the team at random. Oh, so Ross uh, Ells. Yeah, I was literally, uh, literally was going to say Ross Ells. It's going to be a, 
a spring game special teams bonanza. Yeah, uh, and we'll never ever see a single fucking effective punt return or anything else for the rest of the. That's great. That's great. Uh, Mr. Neurotic Patents asks, "Have you ever gotten busy in a Bass Pro bathroom?" Um, honestly, what I want to—I don't want to answer that question. What I want you to do. Raymond is to answer it yourself with some AI generated image because you seem to be trafficking in them and they're all the stuff of nightmares. Every <laughs> single fucking gif that you post is like an hour less sleep I get that night. So just <laughs> please stop. It's he's, upsetting. He's going to start tagging you in them. I know he is and I deserve it for having said anything. If if the AI generated images have a hard time with hands, I can only imagine what they would do with this situation. Yeah, with fish and other appendages, stalls. And just stalls. very, very, very confusing. I've never been to a, a Bass Pro Shops, but I assume that their bathrooms are modeled after Spartan Stadium. There's like a trough. <laughs> just a trough. A trough. All right, next up from Mr. Neurotic Pants. Uh, is it now the Neurotic Pants? <clears throat> I got a lot of questions. Uh, Grooch, did Tom Izzo meet Joe Naismith at Iron Mountain's first YMCA? Yes. Well documented. Yeah. You didn't read the book on this? Uh, and finally from the Neurotic Pants, can Chat GPT do this show now? The Slenderman, the Loud One, and the Ambitious One. Tug MSU <laughs> Sports. Who's I, I'm confused who's the loud one and who's the ambitious one. Okay, well, I think, the, I'm not. I think you're the only one with any ambition on this podcast, Michael. <laughs> Let's be. I'm just surprised that it comes through. Um, maybe he's thinking of, it's most concerning. Maybe he's thinking of my old audio. <laughs> I, I was going to say more. It, it, Plum has mentioned a few times uh, the Honors College, his uh, dissertation, <laughs> thesis, whatever. And, a few uh, times. And, and what's her face on the reserve? Yeah, Lisa Cook. My friend, Lisa Cook. <laughs> my Lisa close Cook. personal friend. Why wasn't she at my birthday party? Come to think of it. Wow. Uh, she, she was, was too busy there. raising yeah. the interest rates. Okay. Uh, that's uh, great. Do you still have her email? Because I have some questions about the interest rates. All right. I'll, let's, I'll just text her. I'll text her. Up. Hey, Lise. Uh, Lise. Next up, Thomas Sambiazzi. Least favorite off-season discourse. What makes you feel like John Hubbard talking baseball? Yeah, baseball. Well, date rape. Christ, God knows. No one wants to fucking talk more about that. Uh... Well, it's hard to follow up after. Like, it's hard. Well, like, what are you've put us in a position here, Plum? Like, what are we gonna do? Yeah, I don't. Uh, move on. Next question from Thomas Ambiesi. <laughs> Uh, Michael Jones, favorite thing about the spring game? I don't know anymore because at least it was cute and fun under Mark D'Antonio. Um, it's not and, cute and fun anymore? No, and I don't know that there's as... The last two seasons, it's or at least two seasons ago anyway, there was recruiting buzz to get out of it. I don't know... I, I don't know if there's anything anymore. And there feels to be even less social media available this year hmm. for what's, what's happening during spring football. Um, so I don't, I don't have anything that's my favorite. I, I'm it excited does, for you all being 75 and sunny. It, it does. It's very not buzzy this year. Like there's just like truly nothing <gasps> about it. 
at a time where there really should be. Uh, yeah, I wonder that feels deliberate, right? That I mean, that because they've deliberately hyped it up in or, the past or created more social media buzz. And so either that's a reflection on the current social media staff. That's possible. Um, or there's a decision decision to be quieter. Uh, my understanding is they've sent stuff out and since deleted it, um, at times. Really? Yeah. Apparently they tweeted, I didn't see it, but tweeted something out where Kate and Hauser threw like an absolute dime and deleted it shortly thereafter. Um, which, you know, they're, even if there's a regression on the, the pizzazz of the social media team, they were always deliberate about what they put out. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can't help but think there's a decision this year that they're just staying quieter on purpose. So, well, I think a, a lot of people are not even aware that there's a spring game, honestly, like very little has crossed my desk about it and went on my calendar immediately. I have no idea what to expect of the of of folks showing up. Um next up from Thomas, uh, what's the best sandwich you've ever had? Huh. Um there's a a, a Jewish deli in um in Philly called Schlesinger's that has a um a pastrami on rye with thousand island that is yeah. i mean mm-hmm. and it's like a, a mountain of pastrami right um in sort of classic deli fashion it's fantastic uh i think for me it might be uh detroit and Suda bagels has white fish on a salt bagel Mmm, it's a great sandwich. Should I play into type and say there's a uh, my house has a uh, two rice cakes with a rice cake in between? Yeah, rice cake soaked in soylent. Uh, I'll actually answer that. Montreal uh, has a uh, corned beef sandwich place that's like really well known. I don't know what the name is of it right now, but it's the one that would come up. And uh, it's you don't want to go at peak hours, but if you sneak by there and there's no line. Throw them a loony, you know, or or a ten or whatever it costs to actually get a sandwich from that place, but it's worthwhile. Uh, all right, next up is Tyrone Uno. Is Vlad the Impaler secretly the king on her King of Clubs card? Look again, he is. Tyrone, I don't know. <laughs> It, it may be too unhinged now, like just straight out. Of- yeah, I think this maybe is... maybe this next one explains it. Dose, am I wrong for getting four copies a day from Panera after joining the free drink club? I know it makes me fatter since I had half and half in sugar, but I feel guilty for being a glutton. But I feel guilty for being a glutton. Feels like stealing, even if it is allowed. <clears throat> I didn't know about this. There's like there's like an all you can drink Panera can drink. membership. I mean, that's a lot of caffeine, my guy. Are you at least switching to decaf for cups two Wait, through four? Who, who are you to shame him? Yeah. I'm not sh- shaming him. It's mostly because th- that requires you're holding a mirror up to me for the amount of caffeine that I drink. Oh, are you a big caffeine? I'm more concerned whore? about the individual trips to Panera. Like, 
Tyrone, yeah, do you Ty- live at Panera? Are you a teacher? Or... How are you getting there? Yeah, are you like, are you like assigning some reading to the class and then like running out the back to get your fix? Um, this is that. That's what's what stood out to me. Or is it just like before school, Panera, lunch, Panera, end of school, Panera, dinner, Panera, 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 Panera. That's just a a lot of apple, a lot of apples to eat on the side of all of your entrees. (laughs) All right. Tyrone's rant of the week. People that sing in the doctor's office waiting room. Yes. Wait, that's a thing? Yes. I know Stevie Nicks too. Let her sing it, Margaret. If you sing like me, you should be arrested. I sound like Bob Dylan fornicating a cat while Billy Corrigan narrates as Horst commits another <laughs> personal foul. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Bob Dylan fornicating a cat. A cat. While Billy Corrigan narrates a horse. Commit personal foul. That's good. Uh, <laughs> That's great. I'm I'm reminded, Jonesy. What was the bar that we went to last year when I came out for the for the Rutgers game, or I guess two years ago now, a uh, year and a half ago, uh, where there was karaoke happening and they passed the mic around and it came to me and I was like, I was doing uh, some uh, like Chris Cornell ish rendition of of a of a uh song and it was horrible but the yeah. prospect tavern prospect tavern uh. yeah. yeah uh bad bad don't sing into mike um well, this was at a doctor's office but Let's doctor's skip. office is the place for it and you know i i keep having these types of experiences as well <laughs> Uh, all right, next up, Ali. Uh, Rutgers's professors, grad students, and staff are on strike. We can use their full name in solidarity. Do you think something similar can happen at our university, or is labor power weak on campus? It is a little weak. I, I think the graduate students mm. have tried this at one point or another, and it, um, I mean, they were out of contract for a while, is my understanding. The problem is there were other big things happening at campus at that time that kind of stop them from getting headlines but um, temple just had a huge strike and uh the admin went lethal uh maybe quite literally uh taking healthcare away um wow yeah it was uh not cool i texted our dear friend of the pod jared and because he used to be there in their council's office he's like very happy to not be there anymore so i don't have to defend (laughs) shit like this very glad that I am not on the hook <laughs> for this. For any accountability. Anyway, uh, I, I certainly hope the professors, grad staff, and, and staff, generally speaking, um, feel like they're able to negotiate a, a fair wage and benefit for themselves. Just, you know, if, if I were the Rutgers uh, admin, I would just offer to put a fat sandwich place on every corner, and that should keep everyone yeah. just in a like a steady state <clears throat> just 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 north of death but in coma like, adjacent yeah coma adjacent that's what we want uh i'm telling you we gotta start one of those east lansing next up mike jones uh 
misread this first time around. How hungover is Alex Plum? <laughs> uh, not. I'm not. I'm not hungover. Were you not? You weren't hungover after the uh, the old birthday party. You know, I drank a bottle of Vouve Clicquot, and I never am hungover after an evening with my friend Vouve. <laughs> Did you drink other things, and then you're like? I need to sober up, so I'm going to drink some Let vuv. me just drink I'm some vuv. Let me just vuv. chug no. some vuv before I go to bed here. <laughs> I love that. Um, next next question. Okay. What are you guys drinking? Uh, we, we, <laughs> Mike Jones, we're going we're gonna to pass this one in favor of uh, someone who's returning to Twitter questions and ask this literal question later on. And last up, Walkerback Hall coming. Eyes, 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 eyes. Top five next year? Could be. Could that be. has the making. Top Could five be. team. Could be. We'll see Gentlemen, what happens with these freshmen. We got to talk because uh, you all know where the final four is next year. I don't. East Lansing. Phoenix. So Ooh. We, can go, we can go visit the. Uh, Someone's parents. The pops and the mops, and uh, and and stay. All right, just, I I might I might get tickets just because the housing could be free. Going so, to okay, visit Diane. Diane, we're coming to see you, Diane. Uh, all right. Next year, uh, next up, the Keith ski. Um, Keith ski. Keith ski. Keith ski. Keith ski. The Keith. The Kathiski. Who also asks, what are you drinking? Uh, wow. Do you think they coordinated? <laughs> I'm, I'm letting down Mike Jones this week. It's been a long week of alcohol consumption, and yeah. liquor drink was the last thing that I needed this evening. Well, Kevin made a real ass of himself at my party. I There's mean, also that he was too. belligerent. Mm-hmm. So. so he went with vodka. Yeah. It just goes never down go- so easy. Never goes well. Never goes well. Um, can Plum use small words and act calm? So taciturn and insouciant? Is that what you want? Mm. Mm. Uh, next, <laughs> next up from the Keith Ski, can I use less words and be stoic? <laughs> Stoic. I would think you actually probably are the most stoic of all of us. Yeah. That's how I picture you, the Kiski. Is just that guy in the corner with the hat pulled down. Yeah. Throws in a little quip now and then. Yeah. That guy. That guy. That's the Kiski over there. And last up, this is great. Can Slenderman plan ahead and taste food? If this was in, uh, like, a an ACT or whatever uh, question where I was supposed to get what the pattern was between these three <laughs> questions. I failed spectacularly at it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You misanswered the whole previous question. Um, but no, Greg can't taste food. Yeah. No, don't ask him to do that. Yeah, man. No. I'm... All right. Next up. Mama belief. Grooch. Uh Oh, taken hold we're not we're not numbering anymore we're being much more direct uh grooch what number or what amount of words placed into the can't read can't write comment section 
are too many words for advancing, aka moving along to a higher ranking in the upcoming pod question competition? Um, I so she wants a word count. Word count. Um, <clears throat> it's not the number, Susan. It's how you say it. I'm yeah. wondering, Susan, are you gonna are you gonna get the blue check mark so you get a few more extra a few more extra characters? She, I'm she concerned. Spends Eight dollars a month just for that. That if she doesn't get the blue check mark, we not ever we might not ever see her questions. You know, guys, <laughs> that's a big worry of mine. It's been um, a worry of mine for some time. Yeah, I, I you know, mama, mama leaf, mama leaf, mama leaf. I like mama leaf, mama leaf, mama leaf. Bum, bum, ba, da, bum. <laughs> it's an it's not the total number of words that is a concern to me it's the filler words that's a concern to me mm-hmm. and this one's over the limit <laughs> yes it's the extraneous use for me susan hey what did keithy ski ask huh come on ah. uh, uh next up to the professor will proper grammar correct spelling and effective uh punctuation increase the chance of a higher score on the twitter rankings each week well, they would, but you having failed to use the Oxford comma in that series it has certainly damned your chances this week. So we'll highly recommend, highly recommend that, uh, greater attention to detail, Susan. Uh, last up from Mamopolief for Michael B.P. Jones. If a follower wanted to stretch their creative capacity and create engaging content, in order to make an indelible mark in the Twitter question rankings, which sport should see its way into the conversation more often? Football, men and women's basketball, or swim and dive? And why is the real answer baseball? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Susan, if you want to go try out the diving board at the pool <laughs> <laughs> and let us know how it is. We would welcome all of your questions. You're our man on the street, Mamopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't, just don't worry what it, just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Commit to the bit, Mamopoly. (laughs) So stupid. Tweet the video, please. (laughs) It's just hurtful. Don't do it, Susan. Maybe the meanest thing that's ever been. Yeah, I feel bad. Don't do it, Susan. (laughs) This is this is perhaps a, a a low point. A low point. I knew I knew I was being overly aggressive when I came for the serial comma. All right. <laughs> Last up this week, our favorite West Coast guy in California on boats. On a boat, Nate C. Jonesy. If a follower wanted to stretch their creative, nope, 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 nope. That's, that's that got copied. That got copied. I was like, wow, we got wreck. two for him. Thanks. Kevin, you better go make sure uh, Nate doesn't have a third question somewhere. I'm on it. Uh, more satisfying to clean out, Michael. Shed or garage? I think it's pretty impressive you have both to clean out. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Um, I don't know that I can. I, I don't know that I can relate to this dichotomy. Um, hmm. But I, I think garage is probably the answer because. I think so too. You're you're inevitably cleaning your car, right? Or if you can't get your car in there, then then you can get your car in there, and that's yeah. um, that's a real win. That um, is a very real win. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Uh, Greg, how old is too old for shorts? Considering you've probably never worn a pair of shorts. I, I think I have one short in the old closet over there, out in the shed, the garage. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I could be a shorts guy. Uh, I, I could short. Um, the problem is, you know, when you're the slenderest of men, ill-advised. The shorts yeah. are not a look for you. No, yeah. no, no, no. Your only option then is to just lean all the way in onto like a real short short a hot pant at that point maybe oh even my god that could yeah. be a really good look for you you do have oh, negative yeah. ass though so that is the thing you do have to <laughs> it's like a it's like a black hole there's an event horizon <laughs> from which <laughs> oh, so stupid <laughs> can escape That's and sick. finally from the nate c i don't Copied and pasted this question. I don't know why I chose to read it aloud. But you guys, can we restrict any sports involvement in Kansas until the at Kansas State government official Twitter handle stops mandating the molestation of children? Yes. For those who don't, who don't know, uh, the government of Kansas, in abundance uh, of fear of transgender folks, have passed a law that allows for the inspection of the genitals of children in sports competitions. I I have so many questions. This was a problem in search of an answer, and they have found it. <laughs> My God. I Is there a single parent out there who is going to say, oh, yeah, totally. Pull on your pants, Timmy. Like, Mr. Belvedere wants to have a good look. And, and by the way, who are the teachers or God? No, I mean, they're not going to be teachers, but who are the people lining up like, I'll be an inspector. <laughs> I am absolutely astonished when the Republican Party reaches its own event horizon, Kevin. It's not just my shorts. And you think truly it cannot become any more disconnected or untethered from reality or good common sense. We get this out of Kansas. It reminds me of the book, What's Wrong with Kansas? This is what's wrong with Kansas. These fucking people. I, I don't, it, I, you're, oh my God. How many transgender children do they think are participating in sports? Well, you have your whole state, Plum, a whole state. So there are perhaps several <laughs> i i find the the broader conversation uh around supporting transgender folks to be uh or or not i guess is a better way of saying it to being anti-transgender folks to be a confusing one it's 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 so uh, it i mean it i the percentage of of folks who identify as transgender. Is, so small. So is it, it alarmingly small. Um, and I mean, 
let's set aside the the heartbreaking stats on mortality, right? Like mm-hmm. it, there's there's I, I just the 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 ability to to extend empathy and grace to someone that you don't understand is is confusing. But then to think that somehow this army of less than 1% of the United States is coming for your sports is also baffling. Yes. I was going to say being married to a school counselor when I get to hear about young people with transgenderism, I don't get the impression that sports are a top priority for these folks. Um, so, you know, it's, it's good. It's uh, I, for me, I think, especially just on the heels of Easter, the number of people who simultaneously voted for this law and then, you know, brought their gun to the Easter table, that Venn diagram is almost perfectly overlapped. And it is an absolute betrayal of, of just the most central tenets of what Jesus of Nazareth taught. I, I just, it is flummoxing the spiritual depravity, immaturity, an absolute lack of self-awareness or human dignity. Shameful, 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 fucking shameful. And I think, I don't know how people who live in Kansas, I don't know why these state legislatures, I mean, this is, you don't want to advocate violence, but if how, how do you not drag a, a legislator from the state of Kansas out of their vehicle and just beat them with dildos about the head and neck? At least then they are, victims of some sort of senseless sex crime horrificness that they think must exist in perpetuity among the LGBT community. At least let's give them something to be legitimately then frustrated about. But this make-believe world that they've created for themselves that now they're just so afraid of is, uh, my God, it's just, I don't even know how to make sense of it. So, Thanks, Kid Rock. All right. Did you see the picture of him with a drag queen from like 2002 or something like that? I I didn't, but I did go buy some Bud Light this week and I want to thank Bud Light for reminding me that their beer still sucks. So (laughs) So bad. (laughs) I'm glad that you're celebrating all people that does not make up for a shit product. Uh, But anyway, uh, I feel like somehow we must have missed some Twitter questions, so sorry if we did. Uh, they're just not here. Blaine Grek. I'm looking at them live right here. I don't see them. Yeah, they're not there. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a big week uh, for an off week, and we've got some uh, some some Spartan sports to get ready for and an off-season of Twitter question competition coming up. So, great. Uh, with that, go green. Go white. Go white.